Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Hi everyone, Sarah here. As I go to schedule this episode, I realized it's actually due to be released just before New Year 2024, which, wow, where does time go? And I thought it was a great time to take a pause and say thank you to all of our Patreon community and to our Apple subscribers that have helped keep the lights on, so to speak, for Stop the Killing over this last year. And also spurred us on knowing that there are other people as passionate as we are about making changes in the community. So Catherine and I just wanted to wish you a happy, healthy and safe start to the new year. And if like me, you like to make a new year's resolution list, and yeah, I said list, it's a whole thing in our house. Maybe there is something that you've heard this year on the podcast that you wanted to implement in your school or your business or your kids sport club, but you haven't got around to it yet. Maybe that's the one to put on the top of the new year's resolution list this year. Hello, Catherine. How are you? I'm hanging in there. The weather's turning here. So we've got the last day of the latest summer we've ever had in England. So I'm not going to complain. Tomorrow it turns to custard. You like hot weather though, right? You don't like custard. What? It's going to turn to custard. Have you not heard that term? (laughs) No, I have not. You say things funny. (laughs) Turn to custard is a very common statement over here. Okay, American listeners. So when your weather turns to custard, what happens to it? It's when the weather turns from like nice and summery to, I don't know, crap. Okay. So it's not necessarily like it's going to snow or it's going to rain. It's just not a beautiful, sunny summer day. Yeah. Which it kind of makes you think the people who made that up really hated custard, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't understand. It's not even (laughs) offensive, is it, custard? I was like, some a lot. I don't even like custard. What's what's the what's the scope? I don't know. It's a bit, a bit like Marmite, isn't it? You either love it or hate it. Custard. I guess so. 
I have no segue between that and about school safety. And are you aware of the safety protocols and the status of the safety in your school or business? That is my question today. Wow. Well, I'm just going to leave that hanging in the air like a whole pile of custard. (laughs) Just a tad of history. You may be familiar with the shooting at the Virginia Tech University here in Virginia. It was just a horrible situation where a guy came in, he shot two people in one location, then he shot a bunch of other students in another location in Norris Hall. And it was just a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. And, and we have an episode on it. You can go back to season one and, and listen if you need more details on that. Exactly what she said, right? So the Virginia Tech shooting was in two locations, but the community wasn't notified of the first shooting because law enforcement thought it was a domestic dispute. And after that, federal law was passed. A, a change was made to what we call the Cleary Act, C-L-E-R-Y, Cleary Act. And okay. the Cleary Act requires now that universities disclose crime statistics and other timely information about campus safety matters. Okay. So what would that include? What kind of statistics would you have in there or expect? So it's two things. One is it's a notification, right? So first of all, if a shooting is underway, you must notify everybody right away. That's one of the reasons why so many universities developed, you know, run, hide, fight protocols and texting messaging and things like that. Because the Clery Act requires them to notify everybody immediately, not to say they wouldn't have otherwise, but it, it compels them to do it. But it also requires that they gather together statistics, whether it's about people who committed sexual violence on the campus or thefts or people who committed, you know, killings, murders, the more egregious conduct that you might think of. So anything that has to do with a criminal activity, those need to be reported annually in the report pursuant to Cleary. So that's public information about right. your school that you can exactly. access. Mm-hmm. So let me back up and just say, when I was promoted from FBI in Wisconsin to FBI headquarters here in D.C., I chose to move to Virginia and not knowing the area. I chose the area where I wanted to buy a house by looking up the crime statistics for elementary schools, including like if there was a bullying incident, if there was a knife found on campus, if there was a gun found on campus, because it tells you a little bit about the environment in the schools. And you can do that because there are laws in place that require disclosure of this. And the state of Virginia has all kinds of information that's disclosed. So under the Cleary Act, which is federal, if you participate in any federal financial aid program, then you are required to file reports for a Cleary Act. Okay. So that's that's kind of the status. So that brings me to this issue today. What information is out there? Do you know what it is? And can you trust it? The reason that I brought up this today, I know you're like, what are you guys talking about today? Besides (laughs) custard weather. Um, The reason I brought this up today is how do you measure the safety of your kid's school? What are their plans for emergencies? How do they execute them? What are the criminal statistics uh, that might be out there and available that tell us how safe the school environment is that you're in? So one of the ways that we get that information at the university level here in the States is complements of the Cleary Act, reports that are filed on a regular basis annually to determine whether or not uh, schools are um, 
you know, safe to send our kids to. So I just want to say, it's not that I'm picking on this school. It's that the Department of Education, who's responsible for Clery Act responses, just reported out that one of the major universities here in the United States has been violating the Clery Act requirements for years. Wow. For years. Now, what would be the ramification in not reporting your criminal statistics, mother of a college student? Oh, well, I would obviously be thinking, this is a lovely, safe place to send my child. Great. Right. Exactly. Everybody wants to be the school that gets the best and smartest SAT kids and has the best uh, football team and is the safest school environment. It would be a death knell, I would imagine, having a bad Cleary rating or school. Could be for sure. So. This particular school is here in Lynchburg, Virginia, which isn't too far away from here and actually not very far away from Virginia Tech University. It's Liberty University. It is a very well-known Christian uh, university here, Liberty University. So they're taking a bit of liberty with their uh, statistics. (laughs) So just this past week, the Department of Education contended in their reporting that preliminary confidential findings show that Liberty University failed for years to keep the campus safe and repeatedly violated the federal law that requires that it disclose this information. Interesting. So the report that came out on compliance, I'm just going to read you a couple of paragraphs because this is so fascinating. We'll get into some details. And of course, this is a preliminary report. The report indicates that the university discouraged people from reporting criminal activity and underreported the claims that it did get, even though, you know, in its Clery report, it would show up as one of the safest campuses in the country. But the draft report says that Liberty failed to warn the campus community about bomb threats, gas leaks, people credibly accused of repeating acts of sexual violence, including an administrator and an athlete. Wow. I mean, that is not small. That is not small. So you're letting predators walk around on your campus unchecked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you say that they haven't been reported, that doesn't mean that they've not been criminally removed, I guess, or does it? Would that follow that they haven't been removed from the campus? Or Oh, yeah. I mean, very possible. Right. It's very possible that they, I mean, part of it is you have to report it out, right? But say there was a sexual predator who was an athlete and the school identified this person, maybe he was charged criminally or not. They never notified anybody at the university. And he may or may not have been removed from the school um, for whatever reason. Maybe he's a star quarterback. Just kidding. I don't know who he is Um, or she. (laughs) Don't know who it is. Right. Here we are. I mean, the ramifications of that are just, they they quite ripple out, aren't they? I mean, it's a little bit like the priests in the church being moved from one place to the next and nobody being held accountable. Right. Exactly. Because now what's happening is the same way. The uh, Liberty University is negotiating with the Department of Justice about how bad this report is going to be. And some people who have seen it have said it's like the most egregious Cleary report they have seen in the 30-some years that Cleary reporting has been required in the United States. This allegation is that for years they have underreported and fail wow. to notify parents, potential students. It's very damning. And is that a systemic problem within it? Like, so who is responsible for reporting it? Is there a gatekeeper that reports it up? Or is this like a cultural? Yeah, it's a cultural thing. 
Yeah, that's the what allegation means, like, is that it's cultural. It's not that one person at the end of the line altered numbers. It's that culturally they created a situation. The report cites a number of police department incident reports where the school did not enter into a daily crime log, an alleged rape that was committed by a former employee. Gosh. The news story discloses it, a former president of the university. No. That's what the report says. There was a view by the reviewers of the Department of Education when they looked at the clear reports and they went back to gather the information after they received a complaint in 21. They received a particular complaint. Uh, They began to review uh, the Cleary reports and they found a fundamental lack of administrative tracking of whether or not the campus was safe or not, including, you know, like all kinds of crimes, but also whether there were incident reports written when a crime or an allegation of a crime occurred, which of course would go into a report, right? So the university has a systemic issue according to Department of Education. They didn't take complaints of crimes. They didn't produce incident reports of crimes. They didn't warn the campus of emergencies. They didn't warn the campus uh, personnel about threats to their safety. They didn't uh, advise crime victims of their rights or handle the data needed for the crime statistics that were needed for the Clary reports. It's a pretty damning report. Very, very damning. The impact of it must be just huge. Yeah. And I will say, you know, because I did mention the Liberty University president, they've had a couple of presidents who have stepped down. Some were very prominent. And one of them, they weren't reached for comment. One of them said, that wasn't me. I don't know who they're talking about, but it wasn't me, which is fine. And we're not trying to out somebody particular. But their number of details that came out in the reporting were things like, for example, a 14-year-old girl enrolled in a summer camp. A man grabbed her she was able to get away by striking him in the groin. No warning was issued on campus. No report was made. So he's just right? most likely still there. Likes right. Yeah, exactly. Right. On, on to the next crime. So the other thing that I thought was intriguing, and it's just dropped in a line here, but it says that they did selective reporting, but they also did some selective destruction of reports. Well, that's and very that, intentional. That seems like that would be like, criminal it like, does you know so the report is really extensive and really damning for a whole bunch of reasons that i mean there's so much more to it than i'm telling you even right now but just from a administrative standpoint the university is in a process of going through the department of education's statements and then they're gonna you know admit or deny admit or deny and, and then talk about well how they're gonna fix those right and you know, that's all fantastic and that's all paperwork, but what does that take you as a parent? Well, I was just thinking like, you know, when you said that this came out in 2021, if you've got a three-year degree going on, your kid's coming out the other end of it now and you've just been lied to and had your child in a very unsafe environment, it's absolutely infuriating. Yeah, I think it's hard to say whether or not heads will roll. The Department of Education's report shows that cultural intent to have non-reporting, right? Intimidation to say, just brush it off uh, because we don't want to make it look like this place is dangerous uh, or this is bad. And I think as a parent, we always worry, I think when you send your 
especially your girl away, your young lady away. Uh, you worry about sexual misconduct, not being afraid to report something. Exactly. You know, it's big. If you feel like you can't walk into the police department on your campus and report something, you can tell your child to report it. But if they don't know where to report it, when I took my uh, younger daughter to university here, before she started, we went two weeks beforehand and we met the police department. We went in, I introduced myself (laughs) to the chief. I love that. I, I said, this is my daughter. I'm putting her in your safety. I told her, if you have any problems, you walk to this building, these people will help you out. It's important that your child know where to go and how to go for safety. And not just to know, oh, I can call 911. You may not know no, you're right. what you're to so do. You're so right. You're so right because it's that level of, okay, well, if they're trying to make sure that people aren't reporting things, there's not going to be the signs up around the place saying, come to the pastoral right. office, come to the da-da-da, report it to right. Yeah, exactly. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital? Or maybe you just lost it? Well, Stubforge.com is here to change that. Imagine this, tickets that not only look but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything, from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements, or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. This particular university has a lot of problems that they're going to have to explain, right? The story is massive in terms of the underreporting and the potential disclosure and was there intentional shredding of incident reports so that they wouldn't be reported out annually and things like that. But it really speaks to you're sending your child off to school. Do you know where they're going? And have you checked? A little due diligence, right? I mean, your child goes to school in a community that has a police department or a sheriff's department or a whatever you, you know, call it in your particular town or country. You can ask how safe that environment, you can look up statistics. There's a lot of open records about how safe a community is. And don't overwhelm yourself with thinking that, well, there's crime, so my kid's going to be in danger everywhere. But honesty in the schools 
honesty in your police department goes a long ways towards knowing the safety of the community. And as you know, I am not above stopping by the police department to say, this is my kid. This is my only kid who's going to go to this school. Your job is to take care of them. So what do they need to know? I mean, that's one of the things that I said. What does this kid need to know? How can she get here? Who can she talk to? Where are the emergency buttons on campus? Stuff like that. You know, I ask all those questions because I'm a nosy mom. Because you're a mom, full stop. So this is a jarring report about universities. But you may say, I don't have a kid in university. So I only have kids in in K through 12. That's all great. Do the same math for that, because let me just share with you another piece of information. Texas itself is not a small area in the United States. If you took the map of Texas and you put it over Europe, right? Mm -hmm. Texas is huge and they have a huge number of schools in Texas. And there's a state law that says states all have to have their own school district safety plans in Texas, which is very common. The idea that we want to keep our kids safe wherever they are in whatever school they're in. So the the legislature in our community is going to say, hey, you have to have a safety plan, right? And you have to be able to share it or whatever. So in Texas, they have this requirement that there are school safety plans that include plans for even the most egregious situations, rare but egregious, an active shooter situation. And so it turns out that the people auditing the agency responsible for tracking whether or not the plans are put together, found that the agency responsible was just kind of too lenient is what they said. Because when they looked at that agency, they found that 7% of the schools complied with the state law. Wow. That's, I mean, you might as well not even get out of bed for the 7%. That's crazy. Right. That's like 67 districts of all of those districts. The agency responsible for making sure they had emergency operations plans they just didn't have ones. They had pieces of ones. They had parts that they hadn't looked at. They borrowed one from somebody and a, oh you know, God. a change and replace in name so they could say they had something, but it really didn't have anything to do with their own school. Wow. Right. I mean, so mm-hmm. again, look at what your school's plans are. Yeah. Ask as a parent, your child spends more hours at school than they do in your own home every day. So true. If you want your children to be safe in your school and you want to know what the status is of your school safety plan, Mm -mm. ask. If you were in Texas right now and you're listening to this, because I know we've got listeners in Texas, where can they go to find out if their school has got a safety plan, if their school is one of the ones that has fallen through the cracks? Well, they should start, of course, at their school website. There should be information on it. If they are not satisfied with what they get there, some a lot of schools I talk to say, we don't really want to post the whole plan online because we think that that will just encourage a shooter to pull it down and look at it and, you know, make their plan accordingly. I know it's a concern, but a determined shooter can find a plan. That's that's like your least concern, right? But if you can't find your plan on your school's website, then send an email to your school principal and ask. Send an email to your school district chief or a member of the school board and ask them where you can find it, or can you come in and meet with them to find it? If you're busy working and you don't have time, ask them to send you something. Ask them when they can make time to see you. And understand that the school principal or the school administrator who's in charge uh, or the school board president might not be the one who's got all those details in their head, even though they should, 
and they may direct you to the school safety people. Don't let them say, I don't know, ask the police department. It's not the police department's job to know what the school's emergency operations plan is. So it doesn't mean that you can't ask uh, the local police, hey, if something happens at my kid's school, can you kind of tell me what will happen so that I know kind of what to expect? But the school should have their own plans. And as a parent, if I was a parent in Texas, I would go online, see if there's anything about safety in my kids' schools, because it's not just about shooters. It's also about tornadoes in Texas. It's a reality. And the coastal areas, uh, hurricanes, Houston amongst them. And if you don't get information from them, then Texas state legislature requires this. So go to your state legislator. Who is your representative in your upper or lower house in your legislation and, and say, Hey, I can't find this and I'm just wondering. I'm not saying they don't have it, but I don't know where to find it. Can somebody on your legislative staff help me to find what are the emergency operations plans are for my kid's school or the school where I want to send my kid because I'm not really sure. So there's like a handful of avenues. And I would say you can actually also go to your local library if you still have a library, if it's still open and say, you know, is there a way to look up stuff? Is there anything that you have in the library here? Or you can physically go to the school. And, and ask to see a copy of it, even if it means you have to stand there at the counter and read it if they don't want to release a copy to you and ask the questions that you want and take some notes. So yeah. is that enough avenues? Yeah, I think that's plenty of avenues. And something that is often, often, often missed, ask your child what they're being trained in. Great question. Love it. Simple. And it allows you to have conversations with your kids about safety. It's an introduction. Hey, do you guys have drills in the beginning of the school year about fires? Yeah, we do. What else do you guys drill about? What do you talk about? What do they tell you about it? Because you're going to know what your child's understanding of emergencies is and what they're supposed to do. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to community podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, Please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it. Because it will happen. And it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. 
save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together, we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 